0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: What's going on, everybody? R.J. Ochoa here from SB Nation's bloggingtheboys.com. Hope all is well wherever you are. We hope you're happy, safe, healthy, and that you're excited because it is time for a Blogging the Boys roundtable. We do these every Tuesday afternoon slash evening at 5 p.m. Central Time. Uh, because there's always things to talk about when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys. You can watch along live on the Blog on the Boys YouTube channel, or you can listen after the fact. and also watch after the fact, but listen on the Blog on the Boys podcast network. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review wherever you get your podcast. I am joined tonight by three fantastic members of the Blog on the Boys podcast network. In fact, I'm kind of crashing the first and 10 party. You can hear all three of them together every Monday on the first and 10 podcast on the Blog on the Boys podcast network. Aiden Davis here um, is uh, taking a break from studying. I don't know if you you have detention uh tonight and you got to go write lines or something like that i don't know how they do it there in austin but may uh, it is what it is troyman's going to be in austin uh i think on wednesday promoting that that new beer so maybe that
0: you can bar yeah
1: yeah find a way to get out there tony catalina who is actually you know prioritizing work over familial affairs we'll get into that uh in just a minute uh thank you for joining us and of course dave sturchio the most crotchety member of the block of the Boys podcast network sturch what did you eat for lunch today
2: you know, I had one of those big pretzels from a bar. You know, talk about the Bavarian, the big guys that you put in the beer cheese. Like the ones in the office? I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know that reference. I, I I do watch The Office, but I don't, never, I don't remember that not You don't episode. know the pretzel episode? It's mm-hmm. took like
1: a big deal. So oh, well,
2: in any event, it was a big All right. nice pretzel. <laughs> All
1: right, Tony, uh, again, you've got a lot going on tonight, personally. You want to let everybody know what we're holding our breath for? I mean, you know, the, you know.
3: Yeah, I mean, so tonight, USFL football, uh, my brother's in the draft pool, so we'll see where he ends up. I mean, um, I don't really have a rooting interest, but I think after the podcast, we're done here live with you guys. Um, I'm going to see where he goes, and I'm going to have to go and buy some, uh, some swag, some merchandise. So you, you might see me rocking a, a New Jersey Generals hat uh, next week. There we go.
1: You know what, Tony? I... Pledge to you, I will buy a t-shirt or a cap of whatever team um him. All right, agree See, my word. All right. That's a real friend.
3: That's a real friend right there.
1: <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, I can't say the same for Sturch and, and Aiden, but it is what it is. Um Aiden, did you take a bread from Red Dead Redemption 2 to join us tonight?
0: I have not played it in a while because I've had a lot of tests lately. But now the tests are over, so I'll probably get back on the grind. One thing mm-hmm. about buying I one thing about buying shirts for the USFL. Last time the the XFL, I guess, in 2020 or whatever. I literally ordered my Dallas shirt, and by the time the shirt got to my apartment, the <laughs> league had can't had closed down to COVID, and so I literally I threw it away because I was like, "There's no point." Yeah, yeah. Threw I mean, it I away. Had, I had
2: I had New Jersey I, I had New Jersey Guardians season tickets. <laughs> 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 um, <my> wow, <laughs> weren't they the
1: weren't they the DC Guardians? I think that's what they were
2: um no, new jersey it was the I'm, jersey or new york guardians
1: was it the
3: dc defenders call. or something though or that's something what it was like no they're yeah. not the dc but y'all are thinking,
1: everybody knows no 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 it's the the san antonio commanders or the original yeah. commanders from the alliance of american football every year there's a new spring league to talk about uh king dallas 24 cowboys says new jersey has a team about time aiden i mean there's nearly nothing to get all of you know puffed up about new jersey right i mean it's fine like you know Ted Mosby yeah, hated <laughs> it and how I met your mother yeah I had some saying because you i mean, you we'll don't have it. a deep attachment to it like these guys we'll
0: yeah but I will say that I watched Sopranos for the first time like four months ago and it made me fall in love with New Jersey just because Tony Soprano is such a cool character that I'm, I'm like yes New York who cares about who cares about New York let's go with Tony
1: interesting because i am currently watching succession for the first time and next on my list is the sopranos i've never seen it so um we'll see how that goes um i feel like i really upset tony and (laughs) sturch this is an upsetting episode potentially um what we're going to talk about tonight very vague very ambiguous what are the priorities for the Dallas Cowboys this offseason? We're going to go around the horn, and this isn't first and ten where you guys think it's cool to copy each other and you have no problems doing that. No, here, when somebody says something, it's off the board. Creativity is not only encouraged, it's demanded on the Blog on the Boys Roundtable, Sturge. So in the spirit of that, since you seem to have the biggest problem with it, Sturge, you will go last. Aiden, uh, what is your... Number 1 priority for the Dallas Cowboys, that can be as vague as ambiguous as specific as you want, but this offseason something that has to be a priority within the star and Frisco.
0: I'm going to take priority like what they need to do first, and I'm going to say restructure contracts cuz I we had Kyle we had Kyle on the First and 10 podcast and that was amazing, but he what he said is that Right now, he feels like it's a 50% chance that Amari Cooper leaves, which is ridiculous. i was playing around with the cap today, like some cap numbers. And granted, I'm not Steven or Jerry Jones, but the Cowboys that can save
1: you more, more qualified.
0: Yeah, the <laughs> Cowboys can save more money by restructuring Ezekiel Elliott, Lyle Collins and Amari Cooper's contract than they save with just flat out cutting Cooper into Marcus Lawrence. So it's. You've got to figure out the contracts, and restructuring is the way to go because if I wake up one morning and I see Amari Cooper has been released released by the Cowboys, I am going to be incredibly upset. So number one priority, start the restructures now. And it's really not that big of a deal because the media contract kicks in in 2023. The salary cap is going to absolutely explode. The Cowboys will be fine if you just push it down the line. This was a 12-5 and team. Win now and do it by restructuring.
1: Sturch, this question is not for you for obvious reasons. Tony, are you fine restructuring the contract of Ezekiel Elliott? Because as it stands now, the Cowboys can get out of that deal effectively a year from now. But if you touch that and you restructure it, then you commit yourself to him for even longer. And we're already kind of too far committed. Again, T's and P's, Sturge. But Tony.
3: Yeah, it's... It's tough for that position, right? I mean, because I think we all felt pretty good. I mean, I know I, I could speak for myself. I thought Ezekiel Elliott was going to come out like a gangbuster this year. And, um, you know, I think he kind of did come out and, and show some pop again early in the season, but he got injured. End of the day, that's kind of just what that position is. So I don't know if I would restructure and try to kick this down the, down the, you know, the kick the can down the street, so to speak. But um Man, it's tough for that. I wouldn't touch Ezekiel Elliott's money because there's other structures that they can kind of do and play with that may be a little more advantageous. And they keep talking about Amari Cooper has outs, but like, you know, Ezekiel Elliott is here for this year. And I think people should absolutely understand that. That, uh, to be a fact but that is not guaranteed beyond this year so we'll see what happens um i think Ezekiel elliot is still a, a playmaker i think he's somebody that still can be, you know carry the wagon of an offense but um i wouldn't try to overextend my means any further than i have to with this year
1: mm, that makes sense Sturch, um i want to kind of pivot this uh because we I, well, actually i'll ask you the question would you touch six contract are you fine? Attaching yourself to him if you're the Cowboys through the 2023 season.
2: Um, no, I wouldn't. I, I would, oh I would, my gosh, oh my gosh. I God. would. I would probably leave it. Um, I know it, it's. I'm, I'm the biggest Zeke apologist on this network, and uh, <laughs> I and I believe in him. I I, I truly believe in him. I, I believe in his work ethic and everything like that. But if he doesn't show us something this year, you know they're gonna have to. This is this is the make or break it year for him. So I, I firmly believe he will. But, again, this is this is the year to, to, to do it.
1: I agree with you. Um, I mean, because it has to be. Like, they can't get out of the Z deal. Although, if they were the Rams, they would get out of it and just deal with it. I mean, which is you – know, I, hate, I hate to be that guy. Like, if they were, like, the Super Bowl champions, but they, they would do it. Um, so, I want to pivot this into something that is oddly terrifying. Not oddly. It's just straight-up terrifying. Aiden, you bring up a great point. You need to restructure contracts. That's always an offseason priority. Got to create some cap space for the Cowboys, at least, to not do anything with. But um, among the restructures that they have not done in recent history is Amari Cooper. They have very purposefully, very specifically, left that deal alone. In your mind, do you think that that is going to be for a reason? Do you think that they have... I, I was talking to um, – I, w- I was on the U.K. Cowboys show. By the way, we have a new show on the Block and the Boys podcast network with Paul Stewart from U.K. Cowboys. Um, and I sort of came up with this idea as I was talking, uh, which is, again, is a reference to the office search. But, um, but Aiden, if the Cowboys, when they negotiated Amari's contract two years ago, knew in 2022 that this was going to exist, this escape clause, it, it seems like they knew then that they were going to move on from him. I would almost, if that was the plan two years ago, I would almost say just do it. Like, I'm a big fan of making decisions when you're not emotionally compromised. If if we are to believe that they made the decision in 2020 to cut Amari Cooper now, would you want them to do it or would you want them to be emotionally compromised by what happened this past season?
0: I mean, me personally, I don't think getting rid of Amari Cooper is the right... I, I, that's a tough question because... If they knew that they were just going to cut him two years down the line, then why would they sign the massive contract in the first place? I I, I don't really understand that whole thing where you're just like, even if they cut him, they're going to have some dead cap. And I think it's around something like nine million. I'm not 100 percent sure, but they're going to carry some dead cap. So if you knew that this was going to be a guy that you weren't 100 percent bought in on, why would you sign him to a 20 million dollar a year deal? I mean, if <laughs> that's a good question. But, I mean, at that point, then what do you do? Because I don't think we saw what happened when the Cowboys didn't have Amari Cooper this season, and they were relying on Michael Gallup and even Ceedee Lamb. I just I don't think, I I don't think those two guys can carry it. So then you're looking at do you fill in during the draft? Is pick 22 suddenly a receiver? Which you just spent a first round pick on a receiver? Yeah. It, It just puts you in such a weird position where then you have to try and fill in these pieces of trying to replace Amari Cooper when that's, I mean, just keep him and you don't have to deal with the purgatory of trying to fill in a very reliable receiving option.
1: Tony, so then is it an offseason priority to not release Amari Cooper?
3: I mean, I think the Cowboys have played it well in this situation, and I think that we haven't given them much praise this offseason, but I think in the sense where they leave that option open, if Amari Cooper's production fell off or for whatever reason it just wasn't a good fit, they've still left that little um, thing untouched there where they can let Amari Cooper go and it'd be financially advantageous. But the easy answer for me is to keep him Cooper. I mean, there is I mean, if if he's willing to restructure and he wants to be here and you can get some cap relief and still keep him on the team, the Cowboys are better for it. I don't like I don't want to see the the days of the Deontay Thompson's and the Allen Hearns and stuff. So like it, for me, it's it, find a way to keep him on the team. But I do think they handled it in a way where if it went a million different ways, the Cowboys are covered in the sense that if they could get rid of them, really scot free. But yeah, no, they're a better football team with them on it.
1: Sturge, do you trust them to let go of Amari? Do I trust the Cowboys to let go of him? Yeah, like if if they were to do it, would you be able to sit here, you know, and and think to yourself, you know what? There's a reason. I I trust in in that.
2: Or or are you sitting here like these idiots? Like like what's yeah, you know I, on that scale look- where you <laughs> Yeah, no. With with Gallup being on, the, on the, you know, not under contract, Cedric Wilson not under contract. Now you're talking about getting rid of uh, Amari Cooper, and now, now you're just left with C.D. Lamb. And I guess C.D. Lamb's gonna supposed to do everything. But uh, no, I would. I, if the Cowboys come out, I woke up one morning and said, you know, Cowboys release Amari Cooper, freeing up X amount of dollars. I'd be like, you guys are idiots. Like I just, there's no. There's no rhyme or reason to, to get rid of your number one receiver if you're not getting anything back for it. Like trading Amari Cooper for some kind of capital, that's another story. But I don't think anybody's taking that contract on it anyway. Okay. Um, glad to see we're all in
1: relative agreement. My only point is again, if they decided two years ago to do it, follow that plan. Like you you created a plan. Granted, some things have changed, um, and you should adapt and and change with with things. But, I mean, I understand the plan if the plan has been put in place. Tony, what is your number one offseason priority for the Dallas Cowboys? Make it good.
3: You know, for me, it's got to start up front. I think the offensive line, I think if it's through the draft, if I think it's through free agency, whatever the case may be, I think they need to have a real conversation with themselves. Um, The Cowboys are better when Tyron Smith is on the field. But you know when he's not on the field, then there's real question marks there, right? I think they like what they have in Terrence Steele. I think that Terrence Steele in the fold is a good thing. I don't think that he is a guy right now that should be taking Lel Collins' spot or Tyron Smith's spot as long as he's healthy. But there's real question marks in the interior. I think we all know Connor Williams probably won't be here next year. I think Connor McGovern left more to be desired at the left guard spot. So now we're looking at you know the first pick twenty four is guards a real possibility. And you know, I think that they might have to double dip early. Maybe in the top, you know, I'm, I'm just this is a hot take, but maybe they get two offensive linemen in the top 100. And then in that sense, now you're really building up front because as we've seen, Dak with a with a, a clean pocket can dissect any defense. Ezekiel Elliott with some, you know, a, a road grading offensive line, somebody that can move the you know move the line of scrimmage. Uh, the running backs can get busy. So as far as I'm concerned, this offense goes as this offensive line goes. I know there's a ton of talent, but I think everybody knows everything starts up front.
1: Sturch, is is Tyron Smith an ailment to the team? Because we all agree with what Tony said. When Tyron's there, he's healthy. But, like, I mean, can you count on him? Like, it, in it sounds stupid to say, but, like, in some way, are you better to move on? For, for the sake of clarity, for the sake of knowing, okay, you know what? We don't have time, but at least we know that. Like we don't have to live in this, like, you know, will they, won't they
2: sort of place. I think Tyron Smith reminds me a lot of like what Sean Lee turned out to be for the Dallas Cowboys. Sean Lee was depressing. on the field. What? That's depressing. So I mean, yeah, well, I'm saying when Sean Lee was on the field, right. he was, he was dominant and he was a leader as a general. Right. And he, and, and that's why, you know, Scooter Magruder's videos, every video started was Sean Lee playing. Like that was a big thing. Right. And now that's how you kind of. Have to look at Tyron Smith. Is Tyron Smith going to go? You know, there was too many weeks where you know Stephen Jones said absolutely, and then Jerry was like definitely, then McCarthy was like I don't think so. You know, so there was three different opinions, and yeah, I guess you know it's time to really address uh, you know the offensive line, as Tony uh, alluded to, but I think in particular, yeah, Big Tree fall hard, man. He's a big dude. He when he's healthy, he could still push the best around, but the problem is he's, he's just not healthy enough, and and that and that stinks because uh, Tyron Smith. I felt like was in his best shape of his of his career in within the last couple of years. And we'll see um, how the
1: first round shakes out. It's obviously you know Cowboys. It's not as much fun when you're not in the top ten, um, and it's not as chalk. It's not as predictable. You have to wait a long time and, and see you know who takes who, whatever. But is is an is this team an offensive lineman away? You know whoever pick 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 your pick your guy. Kenyon Green it, is are they a Kenyon Green away from seriously competing? Like, if, if they slide in Kenyon Green at left guard, you know, by the way, replacing a long home with an Aggie, I mean, is that, is it like, boom, you know, they beat the Niners all of a sudden? Like, I just, if, if we're to assume that, that they handle free agency the way they always have, where they're generally stagnant, and so their roster worsens throughout free agency, and even if they improve at left guard, it just that doesn't feel like if you're Mike McCarthy in this season is everything for you, that doesn't feel like the right devotion of resources.
0: I'm actually okay to say, it's to find one offensive lineman away. One offensive lineman away from a Super Bowl? No. One offensive lineman away from beating the Niners? I can get behind that because, I mean, through the back half of the year, I'd qualify it with the fact that they're one offensive lineman away if they just commit to an offensive line. I think a large part of their struggles was the concert reshuffling. Is it... Is it Steele? Is it Collins? Is it McGovern? Is it Williams? Just if you can just slide in, like say just for the sake of this argument, say it's Kenyon Green. Chris
1: Collinsworth. Slide him in.
0: (laughs) Say it's Kenyon Green at guard. Then I mean, if you just devote whether it be Collins or Steele, just say you're you're gonna be playing right tackle for the entire season. Biodish was obviously he stayed consistent at center through the entire season. Zach Martin's obviously gonna be there we're going to assume that another year of Tyron Smith hopefully is a healthier season. I mean, that's consistency up front. And if Kenyon green is all that we believe he is, I mean, that's a, you're getting back You're re you're slowly rebuilding that line to not necessarily what it once was, but there's an argument to be made that you're back to a top five line in the NFL, which I mean, won them what 13, 12 games in 2014.
1: Um, Overall, this was the better priority. Good job, Tony. Um, you take the early lead. Sorry, Aiden. Um, but clearly, a, an important thing for the Cowboys. Sturch, let's beat it. What's your number one offseason priority for the Cowboys? Um,
2: I don't think it's as popular as everybody else's. You know, the the obvious is offensive of line. The obvious is you know what Aiden I like this. said. Drag, drag the competition. Said, I'm not dragging anybody. I just think that you know <laughs> my my selection is more on a on a personal front. I, I tend to tend to like certain players more than I like others. And um, I think a, a high priority is something that we've been trying to address for years and years and years. And that's the safety position. And I think they need to the re-sign curse. I think that's a, that's a priority right now. I think that's, you know, that he alluded to it a little bit today on, uh, you know, on Twitter with words towards, uh, I forget Tony had shared it within our, our thing, but um you know, I, I think that he, he solidifies the safety position. I think he's a banger. I think he hits hard. I think he covers the tight end. Well, and it's something that we haven't had consistently in a long time. So I think and he seems to be a Dan Quinn guy. Right. He found his niche. He found his his, his home. Um, but, yeah, so that's I, I think that's the that's the go to.
1: So, Tony, uh, J-Ron was on 105.3 The Fan on Tuesday morning. And I know you have the quote and funny. What exactly did he say about Dan Quinn?
3: Cowboy safety J. Curse said, quote, getting Dan Quinn back was a huge win and it was much needed just to try your best to keep this group together because the strides we made in year one and can give us a lot of upside going into year two with guys being together, end quote. So, like, do I mean,
1: I'm like actually asking, like, do we really like are we reading into that? Is that is him saying like he's back? Like, is that, you know, does anybody feel more confident that he's back think, because of this quote? specifically?
2: Yeah, I think there was a conversation had already that that you know maybe that he knows that you know I'm on my way back for year two uh, under Dan Quinn and he wouldn't have said something like that had he not had his future been in question. I think you know what I mean. Like I think that that solidifies him that he's one of the priorities for the Dallas Cowboys. Like I just said,
3: I see a lot more we in that converse in that comment than a me type of stance. So I, that's what kind of made me be like, okay, it sounds like this man plans to be here. So.
1: I don't want to be rain on the parade guy all right that's never my jam never 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 my moment never my thing um I like J. Ron curse love him actually I would love to see him continue to have success Aiden am I wrong in saying he played it well above expectation like I'm not even talking from like a measurable standpoint which I'm sure you you could do maybe that's another project we work on but like it feels like we got like an exemplary season for J. Ron Curse, just like in a vacuum. Is that fair to say, Aiden?
0: Yeah, I'd say borderline people were calling for a Pro Bowl for him. So, yeah, a pretty good season.
1: Right. So, in all likelihood, Aiden, does that repeat itself, or is there some regression to the mean? There's regression to the mean for everything, but is there a regression to the mean for J. Ron Curse? Next year, maybe maybe he's he's tapping into he's scratching the surface on who he's going to be like. There's a number of ways this could go, but what's the most likely outcome in your mind?
0: I think something similar to what we saw in 2022. There are 2021. There might be slight regression, but to me, there wasn't any play where I was like, "Oh, he got lucky to make that play." I mean, what he finished the season. Sure. Like- one intercept two interceptions it wasn't like he was it's not like he was Trayvon Diggs where we're like oh he's for sure gonna regress the interceptions are gonna come down and he's gonna get overpaid because like he was just making plays and whether it be in the run whether like Tony said he's did a great job covering the tight end I just don't know how much of that isn't repeatable Like it's able to be repeated. so
1: I guess where I'm coming from is And maybe I'm just jaded. Maybe I'm just, you know, upset, like I'm wounded. The Cowboys have hurt me. So you tell me if I'm wrong, Sturge. If I have to pick one side of the extreme that J-Ron is is closer to, in all likelihood, if I had to bet, you know, and guess, and I would hope to be wrong, I think he's much closer to – the seasons we saw Jason Hatcher or Jeremy Mincy have for the Cowboys when when they, or Greg Selby, excuse me, not Jeremy Mincy, um, George Selby, not Greg Selby, goodness gracious. You know, when he led the team in sacks, I mean, it feels like that kind of like one-off as opposed to the Cowboys just found a diamond in the rough. I mean, I know I'm generalizing, but that, that's just like, I don't feel the same passion about this idea, I guess is where I'm at.
2: Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not with you on that one. I, I think that this That's guy's okay. got a lot of untapped potential. I think that Dan Quinn pulled it out of him. I think we're seeing the best is yet to come for a kid, uh, a kid like this. That's what I think. I think, uh, and, and it took me a couple weeks to just be, you know, not be Mister Down on everybody, uh, Dallas Cowboy guy. But I'm starting to come around to some of the guys that I know that will more than likely be back, and he's one of those guys that I come around to, and and I think that there's a uh, a bright future. I think he's excelled under the right system. He's got the right circumstance. And because Dan Quinn came back, now he doesn't have to worry about learning a new system or anything like that. I think this is uh, all, you know, bodes well for him. So if you have to pick Sturch, you can only bring back one of
1: Curse or Randy Gregory. Curse. What? Yeah. Yeah. Aiden, you agree?
0: I, if you factor in contracts, yeah. I, like, obviously, you're saying, I mean, no. Okay. Okay, so if you can no, I'm I'm agreeing with you. I'm five... saying
1: I'm, I'm saying that's fair. Like what you're gonna have to pay Randy's is, is, is exorbitant. So I agree with you in that sense.
0: Yeah, I mean, okay. okay, if you're if you're both paying them the same amount, sure, I'd bring back Gregory. But even that's close.
1: Tony, you were upset that, that your paisan <laughs> said said yes over Gregory.
3: I mean, to to me, like I don't I even know what everything. that word
1: means. If I'm being honest with you guys, like I just say it you, so you should, you'll think I'm cool. listen.
3: You said it right. <laughs> yeah. It's from the old
2: country. Don't worry about it. Don't
1: worry about it over there. <laughs> <aren't
3: you? laughs> but yeah, as far as like I mean, for me I think the value in Randy Gregory in the defensive end is um Higher than obviously Jaron Curse and like a safety, especially uh, this team values those two positions. But I, I don't. I think the apples and oranges. Like Randy Gregory is financially going to make so much more money. I think J-Ron Curse on what he's going to command on the open market makes it almost like a no brainer to bring him back if he wants to come back. Because like you said, there's a real possibility that. RJ's right. And there's a possibility that Sturch is right. And one of you is going to be right. Either Dan Quinn unlocked this kid's career or it's a one off. And if you're going to get him for two, three million dollars a year, take the chance because he loves it here and the team loved him. So I don't see why it'd be a bad situation.
1: And in that sense, I'm with you. Like, if, if you if we can keep riding this ride, I don't want to get off. You know what I mean. But if I've got to like, you know, if this is one of those like, oh, you go to like see all nine Star Wars movies at the theater and you got to pay like a hundred dollars, like I'm not down for that. Like, that's not what I'm talking about here. Um, okay. Wow. So, is there a free agent to be that you would prioritize over Curse Sturge? <sighs>
2: um, maybe maybe Michael Gallup. But no, I think curse is the guy. I I think he's the one that I'm bringing back and I'm putting at the top of my Uh, because after I I went up and down the free agency list of guys that could potentially replace the guys we might lose. And I think there's more comparables out there. Curse, I think is built different. I don't know. I got this feeling about him.
1: Wow. Okay. Okay. Sturch inspired the most debate. He is the new crown wearer for our roundtable tonight. Sturch you're in the lead. Uh congratulations to you. Aiden, uh priority number 2 for you for the Dallas Cowboys this offseason. Oh, we're going second
2: round. Oh.
0: oh, we were supposed to come up with more than one. All right. I mean, I thought y'all had a lot,
2: y'all this was I got yeah, a actually, four because I, got I, got an got idea. Four I figured, you know what? You know what's funny? I got 4 because I knew in my head when I was writing white, like my first one down I said RJ's going to do the whole nobody could pick the thing and then RJ going to also come yeah, back the, and say the fair and last. independent thing. Yeah, but no, he's yeah. also going to come back and say sturch your last, so that's why I started writing down a plethora of them.
0: So. Okay, then let then let sturch go first. Let's snake draft this so that Look at that.
1: Sturch called <laughs> out by the kid. Well, I just don't okay. have any right now. <laughs> that's not good. <laughs> Wow. Let's and let's swing it around. Let's go back. Sturch, you're priority number two for the Cowboys. Um so you're you're betting against yourself here because you're in the lead. Um
2: Well, the three that I wrote down are done. I you know what? what you, you had your, four. There's like so, so there should be one left. I no, I had three. I have three written down here. You uh, just said you what, had four. <laughs> well, I thought I had four, and then I'm ready right, I'm right you're looking at it, and it looks like it's three. Um Honestly, don't drive after home to this. Our, so yeah, right after uh I should just sleep here I'm here long enough anyway after uh, what I do is is resign curse and then if we addressed everything that these guys have said already as far as addressing the offensive line and restructuring contracts, I'm all for that, then I would say keep the offense in you know consistent and I would resign Dalton Schultz. Um, I would make sure I bring him back as a priority. however, uh, there is plenty of tight ends out there. Uh, like Schultz, who will probably take a smaller price tag, and we're already playing uh, paying Jarwin. But, again, we're on priority four right now, and I think Schultz at least fits that bill for me.
1: Anybody feel passionate about this? Anybody want to cape for Schultz or argue otherwise? I mean, the floor is yours, Tony, Aiden. yeah.
3: I, I like oh. Schultz. I mean, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of Schultz' oh. game, and I think he's I got to
1: drag you, Sturge.
3: No, 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 not at all. No, <laughs> not because I agree. I think Dalton Schultz would be great on this team. I think he just, and you know, shout out to him. His play, he might have priced himself out of Dallas, which is fine. Like in J. Ron Curse's situation, he may want to come here for the money because he knows what it did for his his career. What Dalton Schultz did for his career is going to allow him to be able to leave here. And so at the end of the day, I would like to have Don Schultz. I like the idea of having him and Blake Jarwin here. And obviously Dak is comfortable with them. I just don't think it's realistic really at this time based on, I mean, who knows? Because the tight ends in this draft are good and there's a lot of quality ones. So maybe that drives down the price. But, you know, we'll see what happens.
0: Yeah, I, no, <laughs> this I was, gonna, I have been banging the drum on keeping Schultz for so long. Like, I think he is so valuable to this team, and I don't think a lot of people realize how good just a solid tight end is. I will say, the more the more I see, I just think Schultz is going to, He's. I think he's going to demand the, probably the second most money outside of Mike Kosicki out of all the tight ends, and I think that there's going to be some team, like, We saw it with the Patriots last year. Some team that's going to just be willing to spend way too much money for him. And good for Schultz. And but just like given that we have Jarwin on the roster, and I don't know how much they're going to do with that contract. I don't know how much room they have to do with that contract. I just think, I think there's a very small chance he comes back. But I, I'd love to see him back if it's possible.
2: Going to the Jets, Uh, by the way. He's going to the Jets.
0: Yeah, Jets. Pro Football Focus.
1: Um, predicted the top their top 50 free agents, predicted landing spots for them. They had Dalton Schultz going to the Jaguars. They had Randy Gregory going to the Indianapolis Colts, Michael Gallup to the Detroit Lions, and Connor Williams to the Arizona Cardinals, in case you're
2: curious. Yeah. Poor Gallup. <laughs> Torn ACL in Detroit? <laughs> like,
1: Jesus I mean, Christ. You know. Good Uh, news. They did have the Cowboys signing a safety. It was not Jaron Curse. It was Marcus May. Uh, Incidentally,
2: Uh, now now it's getting (laughs) juicy. You can't do that. You can't throw those names out there like that. (laughs) I love Curse, but my goodness, they did have him.
1: uh, They did have the Cowboys signing him on a one-year deal. So that's kind of your classic Cowboys. Like you know, see what happens. Um, And for what it's worth, Nick Corte, who does a great job projecting compensatory picks, um, did a a comp pick kind of computation based on this exact specific projection that Pro Football Focus did and uh, based off the contracts that Pro Football Focus came up with, which they did. Again, it was a really lengthy exercise, and they have the Cowboys picking up fourth-round compensatory picks in 2023 for Schultz, Gallup, and Gregory. So three potential fourth-round picks if um, if things sort of come to fruition, which would obviously involve the Cowboys not being all too involved in free agency themselves, which you can certainly bank on. Um, okay, that started off slow but built up. Momentum. Shul- uh, Sturge is two for two. I almost called Schultz. Um all right. Uh let's see. Tony, I don't really see a point. Um uh, Sturgis has a commanding lead, but uh what is your second offseason priority yeah. for the Cowboys?
3: Off season priority. It's not really it's not a free agent signing, it's not about retention, it's about finding Kellen Moore's swagger from the first half of the season. I don't mm. know what it's gonna take. I don't know what he's gotta do as far as the getting back to the drawing board. I, I really don't believe the league is found you know, figured him out. But at the end of the day, he's going to have to, you know, find that magic. I mean, this offense look night and day different at the back end of the season. And that's going to be arguably just as important as anything else. I mean, Callum Moore is back. He, he coached himself in the second half of the season out of a head coaching opportunity you know, as, you know, as tough as that is, the, you know, as of a pill to swallow. Now, what do you do with this? You know, what is your motivation moving forward? Do you, him and Dak are going to have to get back in the drawing board. And we saw Dak Prescott talk about the sense that, you know, he would love to be involved in some type of decision-making. And if, if, you know, and that, that might start with right up front with Kellen Moran's It's like, okay, what are we doing here? Let's get back to one-on-one. We have an entire off season. We know what we have coming back. Um, yeah, and at the end of the day, you have to have Kellen Moore um, find his groove like you wrote on the screen here. So you got to get that back.
1: Um, so I know this is a priority, but Aiden, in the world of likelihood, one to ten, how likely do you think this is that this is achieved? I know I know, Tony's not necessarily saying it's super likely, but if you had to quantify it.
0: I mean, it dep- I just think it depends how you define groove. Like, I don't think... And I kind of wrote about this of blogging the boys. I don't think we're ever going to see weeks one through six, Dallas. But if groove is defined as like, I don't know, like somewhere like eighty percent of that, I put it at a so, six So hold up, or a you, seven. You, men-
1: you mentioned that you wrote about that that it's unlikely that we'll ever see who they were from weeks one through six last year. So like, if, if we've seen their ceiling, I mean, isn't that we've also seen some-
0: their we've also seen their floor and their floor was <laughs> the back half of the season. I think right. so. And and, kind of you the wrote point. about it's how it was like. All- Yeah, it's just going to fall somewhere right in the middle. Like, I I think... Is that enough? I mean... I don't think (laughs) the... (laughs) I don't think it was as bad as we made it out to be just because we saw Weeks 1 through 6 and we're like, holy cow, this is, like, one of the best offenses we've ever seen. Nobody can stop us. And then they plummeted. But that plummet was still... I mean, it was inconsistent, but it was still, like... We we didn't turn into the Jaguars or the Jets, so I think ninety percent of weeks one through six, somewhere in the middle, that would I be mean, okay.
2: Went twelve and five, you know they went twelve and five after all, you know. So it's not like it's a cold like total loss season. But, but if, they won but if, six, like, like half their wins were against the crummy. I don't care wins mean, a win in the NFL. Let's go. But the problem
1: I is, don't, I mean. <laughs> Go ahead.
3: This offense is not going to look the same if there's no Dalton Schultz, there's no Michael Gallup, there's no Amari Cooper, you know what I mean? Like, we don't have a starting left guard right now, and obviously the That's draft's going to come piss. and go. But it's but at the same time, the, the creative, you know, boy wonder that Kellen Moore was at the beginning of the season, which was obviously, you know, over the top just like his demise is over the top as well but when you watch the film and you look at the end of the season there were just inexcusable play calls that you're like okay i understand that deck prescott has to play better and i understand he has to make better reads but at the same time why are you calling like uh like these beater coverages against like these vanilla type defenses like they're trying they're trying to run cover two beaters against you know a cover three defense and the in the 49ers are jumping on it and you're getting lucky to fit holes and i mean passes into holes it was just like really confusing play calls and you're like wait a minute does somebody else call in the plays right now because kellen moore was supposed to be like a wizard at the beginning of the year and now these calls are like obviously check out check down get out of these play calls in the biggest game of the season
1: yeah uh on the subject of wizard he kind of he went reverse order he went from like gandalf the white to gandalf the gray stretch. um you know like the negative regression uh, no so, so i mean <laughs> um you know you you, you know oh. let's, let's let's be real you know um you you're kind of the most down on kellen do you, do you feel like like it's not it's not coming back like we could send kellen to some like you know, lodge in New Mexico, like some sort of like, you know, fortress of solitude for him to like have a moment of introspection and, and try to re himself and recenter
2: himself, and it still won't be enough? I don't know. Aiden ruined it all by saying how offensive coordinators <laughs> coming back in year four are awful. <laughs> so I don't know how, uh, how excited to get. Look, this guy came back because nobody else wanted him. This isn't a I want to be a cowboy for life deal. This is a, well, nobody else wanted me, so guess what? By default, I got myself a contract over here in Dallas. I still got to play out. Um, I, don't, I don't trust Kellen Moore right now. I don't think he knows how to use the tools that are in his toolbox right now, as I've been saying. Um, you know, a lot of these play calls, if I see another bubble screen, I might just lose my mind. Um, I just, again, he's got talent on the offense, and you know the guys that are going to be back, meaning your CeeDee Lamb, meaning your Dak Prescott, meaning your running game of Pollard and Zeke. Those guys will be back. You know what they're capable of doing, and you know where they excel the most. Put them in a position to excel the most. Then it's not it's not rocket science. If we can do it playing Madden, they can do it on the NFL field. Trust me.
1: Mm, mm. All that's well said, Aiden. They ruined your point. Um, you know what? Uh, I've never really do it this way so far. Stritch is in first place. Tony's in second place. So uh, you got a lot of ground to make up here, Aiden. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, no big deal. Um, so with that being said, Aiden, your off-season priority number two for the Cowboys.
0: Yeah. This. I mean this isn't I don't think this is going to vault me into number 1. My second priority is I'd love for us to add a slot receiver this year whether Oh no, you're six. up
1: to 2 already.
0: Really? I mean Here's here's what I was thinking the other the other day. I was like, "You know who would fit in perfectly if we lose Michael Gallup? Somebody like in the Cole slot? Beasley four, yeah, Somebody like Cole Beasley 4 years ago. Like if How about Pro- CD Lamb in the slot? Thank you.
2: You have the tool. No. <laughs> use them.
0: No, and I, I think that's completely part of it. But what I'd like to see, I'd like us to be able to use CD on the outside while still, I want to give Dak just that. And maybe, I just, I don't think Amari Cooper is the consistent, like, hey, here's a, here's a check, like, dump down re- receiver. And if you get in trouble, just throw it to him. He's going to catch it. He's going to make some yards after the catch. I think Jamison Crowder hitting the free agent market. I would not be mad at all if they signed him. And I think part of this is I liked what I saw from Malik Turner just from a pure speed ability to make a move. He's not going to be the best receiver in the NFL, but he's going he's gonna to make a guy miss and he's going to pick up, he's going to convert on a first down. I just think having that receiver and you have the flexibility of C.D. Lamb, bring him into the slot sometimes, but if you just need a consistent guy, I'd love for us to get a guy like that again.
1: I think I agree with you. Like you have to have some slot dominance. Like you have it already in CD land, but if you're, if you're insistent on him playing on the outside, get it somewhere else. I mean, that's really, I guess the point. Um, so I agree with that. Um, so Tony, sorry, uh, you've been bumped down to number two. Um, does anybody have it? Or the number three, sorry. Uh, does anybody have any points of disagreement? Heavy agreement with Aiden? Anybody at all? Sturge going on. You, you
2: can also move Tony Pollard into the slot too. I'm not opposed to that. I mean, like you should use it somehow. We probably Tony we probably Pollard's entering
1: pick. a contract year. Like that happens yeah, so we,
2: fast, it's so depressing. I that is actually really depressing, Jesus. Um, but yeah, no, I'm saying like we saw it maybe like twice in the preseason, and then there was like articles written about it, like Tony Pollard in the slot. Here we go, and I'm just like, oh, okay, cool. And then you never saw it ever. <laughs> so it's like, why do it? Was he just a dummy? Just to kind of like not him as a dumb person, but like you know, just to mimic somebody else in a in a in a training situation, maybe. But like. He's got hands. He knows how to run a route. So why not? Um, He's already on the team. Okay, he don't have to spend any money. All strong like, points.
0: I just want to add, like Cedric Wilson, the way that they use Cedric Wilson in the slot at the in the second half of the Cardinals game to me was like, this is what we need from a slot receiver—just somebody who they're just going to use as a gadget play, while the, every everybody else on the defense is going to focus on Cooper and Lamb. Find somebody who can take that focus away or just get open. I'd I'd love it if we could add a slot receiver.
1: Okay. All right. Does anybody want to add another offseason priority? Now's now's the time. I mean it's close contest. Tony, you're in last place. So I would suggest it, you know, just being honest, but you know, it's up to you. Uh,
2: is, is, par- go ahead, Tony. Sorry. No, go ahead. No, it's uh, just man python one of it's like a bad it's like a bad zoom call meeting for like work and stuff like oh wait uh, eh, eh. uh i would say uh get dak prescott wow. healthy that's that's my next priority get dak prescott healthy uh don't have him do anything crazy over the off season i know we say that you know kind of like oh duh you know like that should be the the pr- main priority get healthy but like you know what i'm saying like there's this is a full year remember we went into you know, this past year, with like just talking about every injury and every ailment, every, you know, bad thought that Dak Prescott had in his head. And that's not a knock on him. I'm just saying he went through a lot, right? So this is a, a complete year removed from everything else. The noise is over. Um, I think they have to go into the season uh, with a little bit of a chip, knowing that they are better than what they showed in San Francisco and it starts up top. So the only way we're going to get Dak Prescott back to playing Dak Prescott ball, which it, it, it depresses me. I For whatever reason, I put myself through hell uh, over the offseason. I usually watch a lot of documentaries. So I watched um, a Tony Romo's A Football Life the other day because I'm a big Romo guy. And like you just see the the emergence of Dak Prescott and what he was able to do in his rookie year with all the RPOs and all this other stuff. And he's just a, a runner and he, he can throw the ball and drop it in the bucket. We need that guy back. I know it's only six years removed, and I think that does feel feel like a lifetime. But the abilities are there. If he just gets healthy and gets his mind right, this kid could be dangerous again.
1: I like to play a game. Sometimes it's a depressing game. Um, you mentioned only six years removed, so the same amount of time separates us right now from Dak Prescott's rookie year as Dak Prescott's rookie year separated us from Des Bryant's rookie year. Like, so think about that.
3: Crazy. That is. That is crazy. <laughs> Things move. Like, Life move pretty I fast.
1: Know. It's wild. Uh, yeah. Tony, you had
3: one before Sturge stole your thunder. Sorry. Yeah, I, I, I might get dragged a little bit for this, and maybe it's a conversation for another day, but at We're the driving. same time, everybody keeps talking about you know draft like a linebacker so you can move Michael Parsons down to play D end and rush the passer, which I love him rushing the passer, but I don't want to box him in. I don't want him to be a like a specific pass rusher. I like the idea that that he's able to scheme based on matchup. What he did to that poor kid Storm Norton on the Chargers was just like a beautiful opportunity. I know it was this like coming out party as a pass rusher, but if you can find him in advantageous situations to pass, you know, pass rush. Like I'm all in for that and it doesn't created an absolute need at the linebacker spot. I just think he's a chess piece that you can use week to week. Dan Quinn knows a lot better on how he's going to use him than me, but all these people saying draft a linebacker so he can come down to be a DN. We don't need Randy Gregory. Like I don't I don't want to rely solely on him to be a one position thing. This guy can do so many different things. Let's cut that talk out. That's just my opinion on that.
1: The Randy Gregory part of that is a different discussion, but I would love to devote Micah to rushing the passer. I mean, it's a more valuable position. It's a more influential position. He's very good at it. Um, so I'm fine with that. I mean, I, I don't want to – you mentioned, like, let him be the, the queen on the board. I don't want him to get Byron jones I don't want, like, playing linebacker one week, playing pass rush another, one series, another series, one play, another play. Like, I mean, again, going back to relative to expectation, Micah is the unicorn, but – at a certain point that you know hybridness will wear off. And so All I right. I do want to devote him to one craft as early as possible. And because like then then we could end up in a really awkward place with him like Jimmy Graham in New Orleans when it comes time for his new contract like he's I'm a pass rusher, I'm a linebacker. Well, you played linebacker like whatever. No, like let's just let's let's call it what it is. Let's decide and let's live in that. So negative points for you Tony. Do you agree Sturge?
2: Yeah, I agree. Um, you gotta put him somewhere. You gotta you gotta actually get this kid focused, get this kid right. We understand the ability is there, you know. It's very similar to Demarcus Ware. There was times where he was putting his fingers in the dirt, and there was times where he was dropping in the coverage, and you know, like so. I we all aware we're all aware of what he's capable of doing, but this is also gonna prevent you from going out and grabbing you know key components to the team. Because if you sit there and say well, we need an edge rusher, but we got Micah. And then you're like, well, we need a linebacker, but we got Micah. You know, he can't do it all. And I believe in the kid. Don't get me wrong. I am I am all on the Micah hype train. I made a damn t-shirt for him. You know what I mean? So I am on the hype train for this kid. And I think that he's uh, you know, it's better if if he's just solidified somewhere within this Dan Quinn system. That's that's how I feel.
1: Aiden, I realize this is a lame analogy, but it would it would sort of be like <clears throat> Again, this is a ridiculous, I'm not saying this was Tony's point exactly, but sort of like the Baltimore Ravens after uh, 2019 saying, you know, we don't need to devote any resources to our offensive line. Like Lamar will just run. L- Lamar will just buy us time. Like, you know, we, we've we got that special like x factorness, and the moment that's gone, like everything about who you are changes. Again, that's not the, a perfect analogy. I kind of regret saying it, honestly.
0: I think the better analogy would be like not picking up a running back because you're like, let's. We can just let Let's Pretend
1: I said that. Let's (laughs)
0: pretend. I actually agree with Tony. I, 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 because here's my thing. You control the points, RJ.
1: Remember that five gajillion points to Sturge.
0: It's not like you can't. Now here's okay. I kind of agree with Tony. I'm gonna say we still need a linebacker because Mm. you can't just walk in and fourteen points to. But (laughs) I'm completely fine letting Micah just keep being that queen look at what he did in the san francisco game i guarantee you if michael wasn't helping with stopping the run in the san francisco game ooh, i i mean we probably dak probably doesn't touch the ball past the six minute mark in the fourth quarter and he touched it twice because michael was all over the field making run stops and if he's on one side of the d line then let's hope they run it that way or else you're <laughs> so, out of
1: luck i will say and i know this might not have been your point, Tony.
0: I'm okay with this I
1: can be okay with it as long as you don't let it impede your roster building to Sturge's point because what happens is when you start to rely on Michael will just do it all what if Micah's hurt what if Micah misses a game now you're down at two positions and so like if you're just gonna understand um I don't know if anybody actually plays chess I do not trying to brag uh but there's a there's a game called bug house that you can play with a friend and so the way it works is like, if um, if Aiden and I are partners against you, Sturch and Tony, I'm black and Aiden's white. Every piece I capture, Aiden can plant on the board. Every white piece I capture, he can, he can plant. And so it would be like giving him another queen. That's what I want Micah to be. You can have two queens on the board, but just do not say, well, we only have one queen, so we're not gonna budget for anything else. That's my only concern, Tony.
3: So for me, I'm glad, you know, you guys kind of brought you made my point for me in what I was trying to say. Better. I don't We want, did it better. Yeah. I don't want Micah Parsons to be pigeonholed in one position because I don't want them to be like, okay, we can let Randy Gregory go because Micah Parsons is going to be the, the D end. And I don't want them to be like, oh, he's a linebacker, so we can't run with the card in our hand when the Kobe Dean is there. I, I think it's the opposite. I, I really think if he's able to have position flex – you you still have a, a a bona fide stud that can allow you to, to draft best player available. If the best player available at 24 is a D-end and you have Randy Gregory, I'd still take one. If it's Nakobe Dean, I'm still taking N'Kobe Dean because now you're pairing Micah and N'Kobe Dean. And if you have Randy Gregory there, you can pair him with the other D-end. You don't have to... Rely on Micah Parson, Russell, in the passer, but you can use that opportunity. Now you get a little creative. I was thinking about it in the complete opposite sense of he's not hindering you from picking up people; he's allowing you to pick whoever you want because he has opportunities to be multiple on this defense.
1: Okay, three points to Tony. You oh. landed that plane. I mean, field goal. So, <laughs> um, okay, good for you guys. Um, anybody <laughs> have any others? Any, any more before we we kind of tie a bow on this? Priority?
0: I was actually going to say, I was going to actually add a kicker, ironically enough. In
1: the uh, well, field yeah. goal. I was, I mean, I don't know that that's a priority as much as that's like mandatory. You know, I, I think like, it's pretty, what well do you agreed. define if as they, a priority? That's true. But if they trot out Greg Ryan. Zerline, man, um, no, you know no. what? They're, they're See, definitely going to take him. They're definitely going to take him to camp. Like they're, they're definitely going to take him and call it a competition. guy, a
2: buddy, you know, it no. like that because of that in, in itself, like he's, He's good buddies with Fossil, but at least bring somebody in. And then I, I know what's going to happen. There's going to be 10 kicks, right? Our replacement guy is going to go 9 of 10. Zerline's going to go 4 of 10. But because he made two 60-yarders, they're going to be like, you know what, Zerline, come on back, brother. You're, you're the guy. You're the guy. When we have that situation come up again, you are the man. <laughs> Forget it.
0: Aiden? I was just going to say I've made. it's not going to happen. I'd say 99% not going to happen, but I did see that. Young Way is played with Dan Quinn, maybe he wants to join Dan Quinn again and I th- I'm pretty sure he's a free agent. I don't think yeah, it's going mean, to happen. Atlanta will probably bam but
2: what about uh what uh, you guys thoughts on uh who's the defensive end they just cut? Falcons uh Fowler,
1: Dante no. Fowler. Dante wow. Fowler, yeah. I mean Another guy Randy like, uh, the guy Gregory walks at my door. Yeah, my keeping Randy Gregory like at all is contingent on that. But
2: yeah. Okay.
1: I mean, I but also like
2: another Dan Quinn guy in case,
1: but at a certain point, like I thought it was so stupid when the commander signed Curtis Samuel, last year And everybody's like, holy well, crap. Watch out, Ron Rivera. It's like, if you just bring in the old team, it doesn't work, <laughs> you know? And so like that, like that's what everybody did um, with, with the Curtis. That's Samuel true. Hype. Um, <laughs> last time I checked, so, Carolina they didn't do much either. <laughs> yeah. You can't just bring in all of Dan Quinn's dudes from Atlanta. And, and like, did Keanu Neal work out? Did DeMonte Kazee work out? You know, and I'm not like they were fine. You know, they weren't like terrible, but we're talking about you know, in the past
2: tense. They're not coming back.
1: I mean, were, but how were they fine in 2021? Were they really good? Did they stand out? No, we I made a big old deal be, about I Keanu Neal. He's crazy. he's coming down. He's playing linebacker. Watch out. Dan Quinn knows how to use him. It was I don't it was think whatever. that I think that
2: experiment. Deal. I think that experiment kind of sucked, but I I, I like I I didn't I didn't hate that. You just like all the safeties, Sturge. Just like all the safeties. I'm a safety wow. guy. My dad plays um, safety. I'm, I'm saying,
3: negative
1: 500 <laughs> points for all of you for not asking me. Wow. Seriously. Floor's RJ, I got a question here real quick. <laughs> um, <laughs> thank, thank you. What do you think a priority uh, for the Dallas Cowboys is, RJ? I'm so glad you asked, Sturge. Your 500 sh- points are restored. Um, just shut up. Just. And we've, we've all said this to some degree last (laughs) week was the first real week of the season. And just talking about the football of it all, like the Mike McCarthy thing. And I, I get like McCarthy's like, you know, standing up for himself. And so like, I'm not going to really knock him for that, but I don't want to hear a word. Mike McCarthy is going to speak next week at the combine. I don't want to hear anything about dysfunction. I don't want to hear anything about predictions. I don't want to hear Jerry talking about, we have a really talented team. Just be quiet. Just, you have not earned the right to do anything. Right now, RJ, shut uh, up and go to work.
2: That's that's not the cowboy way, RJ. (laughs) You know this for a fact. Aiden said this on our (laughs) podcast. He's like, stay out of the headlines. And two days later, my God, the world came crashing down on the Cowboys. But
1: I mean, that's the problem. I mean, that's like you mentioned the cowboy way. That's why it's a priority. Like, just do not just you know what let let Errol Spence or whoever have their fights in your stadium. You know, let let everything normal happen that has nothing to do with football, and just. Stay out of the way. Just stay out of the way. That's all I ask. Just be quiet. Stay out of the way. Be super duper boring. Pick up a hobby. You know, like watch The Sopranos. You know, Uh, there's a million board games out there. You know, Uh, play online poker. Like, there's a lot of things you can do without ruining your football team. Do one of those. I'm with it. What's your hobby, Tony? What 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 do you do in your free time that isn't football related?
3: (laughs) Video games and. Watch football, honestly. I'm a glutton for punishment. <laughs> I'd really be okay. watching NFL Network like 24 I I times. really, I,
1: I was kind of half expecting you to be like landscaping or gardening. I know you get the house. I mean, <laughs> you know.
3: No, that's a, that's but You the, know what, Tony? Maybe spruce up the joint, you know? Throw throw some yeah.
1: bushes and some hedges out there, you know? Just that's get, all. Get a little dirty pay, this Be good
3: people for that.
1: <laughs> Look at that. Um, okay. Anybody have any final thoughts before we crown a winner?
2: I'm good. Wow. Nobody has any thoughts. I mean, look, the the Cowboys have had themselves quite the last two weeks. We don't have to get into details. Everybody here knows exactly what's gone down with this team. And I think it's time, just like RJ said, to just get out of the news. Get out of there. Winner for tonight's
1: roundtable, Dave (laughs) Starchio. Second place, silver medal, Aiden Davis. Third place, Tony Soprano, a.k.a. Tony Catalina. Um Chop sports coming in strong with representation um, like they are in the great state of Texas, the University of Texas, uh, second place, you know, second best. Uh, and I don't know what value the number three has in your life, Tony, but that's where you're at tonight. Um,
2: you know, anybody want to offer a speech? Any closing third thoughts? Overall, third overall pick of the USFL, whatever they're calling it, draft is Catalina.
3: Yes, and I'm, I'm calling it now. My brother is oh. gonna end up on the Houston Gamblers. I'm guessing. That, what, what time is that draft at, Tony? I gotta tune in. Is it on it TV? Start, it so I guess it's streamed. It's on in five minutes. We're recording right now at six fifty-five Eastern time. It's on it starts at seven Eastern, so six central. Right. They draft it, okay, like, so, by
0: position, right? Right. Like the yeah. first round's quarterbacks. I got the whole
3: it. first round will be uh, the eight draft like the eight quarterbacks, they're gonna be the starting quarterbacks. So basically it doesn't start until like round five, they draft like the tackles. And then they'll do like a two three rounds of tackles so if my brother isn't one of the 24 offensive tackles he might be uh packing it up (laughs) um (laughs) let's let's
1: think positive and let's all predict a team that he ends up on tony uh, you got the gamblers um aiden you can go after Sturge, because i think Sturge has a better grip on the team name so we just so y'all are aware we have the michigan panthers uh the tampa bay bandits the philadelphia stars The New Jersey Generals, uh, who were owned by somebody famous, is uh, how I'll leave that uh, the first time around. Uh, The Birmingham Stallions, the Pittsburgh Maulers, the New Orleans Breakers are
2: your team. So, Sturge, where does Tony's brother get drafted? The New Jersey Generals, of course. He's going to be a Jersey boy after all. So let's go, Catalina. Get your butt back to Jersey. All right, nobody
0: cares. (laughs) Uh, Aiden. Pick a team, Aiden. The Pittsburgh Maulers. Let's go with it.
3: Not a bad name. They have
0: the worst uniforms. So they do have I the worst their uniforms. uniforms. How did Are somebody horrible. get away?
3: How did somebody get away with naming their team the Panthers? The that Michigan happen? Panthers. They they might have the worst uniforms though. The Michigan Panthers might have. Yeah, the but the how worst do you uniforms. how do
2: you like? Oh, I'm going to start a, a USFL franchise. Let's go with. Uh, oh, but you can't name after an NFL team. Okay, uh, let's go with the Panthers.
3: <laughs> I, I take I take that back. The Philadelphia Stars <laughs> looks like Cardies. Like so, they look like So a to restaurant. be fair.
2: <laughs> to be fair, I
1: believe these are the original USFL names, all of them Sturge. So that's where the copyrights are like sort of coming ah. from. So it's not like a new thing.
2: Oh Carolina um, were the ones that were being
1: uh, a little littlespect. Well, the USFL was defunct at that time, kind of like how Washington is stolen the commanders. but so uh, that answers your question. Um, okay, um, I'm tempted to go with the stars, but I hate the stripe. Um so I don't want to wish that on your brother Tony. I Yeah, don't do that. I'm gonna go with the Man, Aiden, you picked a really ugly uniform. Um (laughs) I'm gonna go with the Tampa Bay Bandits. Um, Okay, that kind of looks like the um Aiden, uh what was the arena team that Will McClay worked for? Um the Desperados. Is that what it was? Yeah, the Dallas Desperados. Desperados the the bandits logo kind of looks like that just a little yeah, bit so it I see it I see um it. okay so we're all in we all have uh locked picks I hope it's the gamblers because I already promised to buy a shirt and that's the team I'm gonna root for uh so <laughs> let's make it happen um it. are you guys not not buying shirts oh uh,
2: well, actually, I, actually, what what Tony doesn't know is that I'm going to make a uh, a custom shirt for his brother. So what we'll do is we'll, we'll make some go-ray beef for everybody involved. All the Catalinas out there want to oh, yeah. buy some merch. I push
1: the way that. To do it, bro. <laughs> well,
3: they looks sell like I'm
2: buying two shirts.
1: <laughs> oh,
0: they sell
3: jerseys? Um, oh yeah, they got. The they do whole sell websites are set up. Yeah, I'm Aiden, telling you, Aiden, Aiden, you don't rain on my right parade, now. Aiden. I'm going to make money here. I'm not a top fan <laughs> for sure, though.
1: Look, I already followed the gamblers on Twitter. Like, I don't want to have to add another team to the mix. (laughs) I I don't want to have to have, like... You guys
2: are Twitter exclusive. So You guys are Twitter exclusive. Yeah, like,
1: here's how, like, I know I'm devoted to something. I don't want to have to have, like, score alerts for multiple USFL teams. Like, I'm willing to add one to the rotation, but I don't need to in my life. So, really, this needs to be Houston. Can I ask
3: who, who thought about making the Houston gamblers in Texas? You guys are Texas guys the all black uniform. These guys are going to be, I mean, I, you guys, the Texas sun, I don't know, man, what they're going to do. It's going to be hot. Uh, it doesn't matter what you the would have to ask, ask all in Alabama. When Mouse Davis, you
1: know. the, the gamblers actually have the most interesting original USFL history. I mean, the generals are up there with Hirsch Walker, uh, but the gamblers had Jim Kelly, you know, and they actually mm-hmm. let him pick um, Where did he you was drafted. Gamblers? Oh, Flutie went to Canada, yeah. Uh, But uh, I think Steve Young was on one of the USFL teams um, as well. So,
2: yeah. (laughs) Um, Katie Hammond, by the way.
1: (laughs) Yeah. um, Tony, make sure you look at that comment, bro. (laughs) um okay uh great roundtable as always uh make sure you listen to these guys on the blog and the boys podcast network every monday on first and ten a little birdie told me that they have a very special guest coming next week so uh be on the lookout for that aiden is on twitter at aiden 1214 is that correct aiden yeah. Right. N- that number is not his birthday, just so everybody knows. Uh, Tony has a stupid underscore at Tony underscore Catalina. And Sturch is at Dave Sturge. So makes it nice and easy. The easiest Twitter handle. Good for you, Sturge. Um All right. Um, Aiden. Or not Aiden. Sorry. Uh, it's Tony's night. Tony, the last word belongs to you. Make it a great one.
3: Doug Flutie actually played in the USFL for the New Jersey Generals. Yeah, boy. <laughs> let's go. <laughs>
1: Thanks a lot, everybody. See you next time.